0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself Gary O'Toole. Today is all about 2023 so I'm going to give you my overview of the year ahead, what I have envisioned for the year based on the transits I've been observing and just to say that I do use the Sidereal Zodiac. If you're more familiar with your tropical then everything gets shifted back 24 degrees. Most people use 24 degrees who use the Sidereal Zodiac So I'm gonna first of all give you my sort of rundown of what I think the main themes will be. And if you're not that interested in the actual astrology of it, you can just hear that and then tune out. Um, Or if you'd like to understand the astrology, the transits, you can just stick with it. This is gonna be a shorter uh, recording anyway. I won't keep you too long. So the first thing to know is that I think there are going to be a lot of advancements in 2023 that we just didn't have in the last few years. We're gonna see a lot of technological advancements and we could even say that this is the beginning of a new technological age, a a technological revolution. That's a potential here and of course, it's not gonna happen overnight. So it's going to be a slow process of, you know, making some advancements, not just in technologies, but also in health and you might combine the two, like health technologies, if you will. And so that could mean you know, also social media advancements. Now the thing is, is that this is also gonna likely lead to um, breakdown in certain technologies that just don't work and that will never work and that, that's made clear to us. And so all of these are quite potential. The other potential uh, is that we are likely to see both an escalation and a de-escalation in the war in Ukraine and I'll again explain in a while why that I see that astrologically but you know that's both good and bad news of course because you know if things have to get so escalated to the point where a ceasefire does actually then occur it's likely that it has to get bad you know it gets worse before it gets any better so that is likely to happen in the war situation but ultimately like I said there could be a ceasefire in 2023 so that's good news. The main news though I think for the year ahead and not such great news, and you are of course aware of this already, you don't need an astrologer to tell you this, is that we're likely to see a major economic fallout from everything that's happened in the last few years. And the astrology is really pointing to a major period of ups and downs and a major down. Now the up is not going to be an obvious up. It's like even sitting here as I record this on the 21st of November, 2022, I mean I can't even see how there could be an up but the astrology seems to point to a sort of unreal inflated situation and of course that means inflation getting out of hand but it also leads to like the markets doing something spectacular that then leads to a major major crash by the end of the year by October November I'm envisioning with the transits for that time a crash on par with like the major crashes of like 2008 but even before that 1929 That kind of level crash again I'll explain why I think that astrologically but that's the main one of the main things of 2023 is that there's gonna be major problems with the economy the other main thing as well is weather problems and that's you could say just a continuation of the last few years but it's gonna I think even increase in many ways and that's because of certain transits I'll mention now we're likely to see like major flooding but we're also likely to see major hurricanes when you combine those two that's major destruction on the planet like major flooding because of not just the the floods themselves and the storms but the storms themselves being even just further heightened uh, major hurricanes in um 2023 and that leads to my next point and maybe the final point i'll make here before i look at the astrology and that is there's likely to be major water issues in general like whether it's water damage but also water shortages on the other extreme and droughts and famine and all of that. You know, supply chain issues continue in this year, for sure, especially um, throughout the beginning of the year, but really for the whole year, there's gonna be some major problems with um, power structures and all of that, you know, power supplies and resources and food. So droughts, famine, all of that, but also furthering that, it could be some major issues in terms of waterborne diseases. This is another potential for 2023 so you know all of that combined it's obviously not the easiest year in many ways Um, but i do think that there are going to be some uh, positives, And again, the one positive thing I would say about it is that it's going to really advance things like we have not seen in a few years. And there would be some major innovations in health and healing and technology that connect us together and to move the story on. There's obviously a major breakdown in systems that are just continuing to collapse. That's an ongoing story. But in a way 2023 seems like there's going to be some things that start coming online that start replacing or updating at least or upgrading the current systems that are just failing so that's that's also very positive so i'll probably you know um put in some more insights here into the astrology so if you're still listening that's great thank you for sticking with it um and let's get into the astrology where i'll, I'll give you more insight into what's going on astrologically and maybe also more predictions so the first thing to know is that again remember i'm using sidereal zodiac saturn is about to move into aquarius so it's been in capricorn since january 2020 conjunct pluto and that was really the beginning of the end of the way we've been living and the way we've been doing any anything the way we've been working the way the world has worked or not it's just all broken everything apart so that's the progress that we're going to see in 2023 in january on the 17th we're going to see saturn enter Aquarius. Now it had peaked in just briefly in 2022 from the end of April to mid-July but it was just a brief one and it meant that we had to go back to the drawing board in many ways and things still sort of hold on for dear life. Now that it's moving into Aquarius again and it will remain here until the mid-2025 period we're seeing progress finally. Progress in one sense could also lead to what might not feel like progress in another way because let's face it most of us don't really like progress when it comes down to it most people don't like change we like to just continue the way we've been doing things and even though we're at the point now where obviously we just need the progress it's still not easy to adapt to it and this is one of the dichotomies of the sign Aquarius it's a fixed sign but it's an air sign which is all about change and transformation as well because it's ruled by rahu the north node of the moon the transformative agent of the astrology and so but it's also ruled by saturn which is about keeping things as they were and trying to keep things safe and structured and stable and so you've got like saturn which represents the past and rahu which represents the future and it's like you're trying to combine these two in a sign that's very fixed in nature so that can play out in many different ways with saturn moving in here now also Saturn is aspecting Rahu in Aries which is looking for some new way of doing things some new freedoms and all of that and again that is more positive because Saturn now is no longer in a square to Rahu and Uranus in Aries Saturn now is in this kind of more friendly dynamic and sort of more cooperative so that's great but again the, the trick of this here is learning how do we take the past with us while progressing and sometimes that can be you know expressed in maybe getting sort of hung up on how things need to progress and getting very sort of fixed in our nature that's a fixed sign Aquarius but it's all about the future getting you know fixed ideas about how things need to progress so we might see this theme of like people getting very dogmatic about how things have to progress from here on in Um, so that's something to be mindful of of course and as long as we're mindful of that we can channel it in its best way possible in our own lives the thing about Saturn, then breaking it down to more specifics in terms of the lunar mansions that are involved here, is that Saturn is transiting currently through Dhanishtha, the lunar mansion that bridges both um, Capricorn and Aquarius. It's split evenly between both. And so it's going to continue in Dhanishtha until March. So we're going to continue this theme of Danisha. And actually, one of the main themes of Dhanishtha, and the last time it was here, tw- 29, 30 years ago, was the... Um, Formation of the EU, for example, it's like this uh, alliance between these EU countries. Um, what we're seeing again is this kind of reformation or reformation of, you know, the EU and the, you know, obviously the war in Ukraine is like solidifying that kind of bond between NATO and NATO countries and all of that as well. But on the other side of it, we're also seeing the formation of another alliance, the BRICS formation, which is like, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South um, Africa. And other countries likely to form there as well so this is a continued theme of danista but now it's going to progress in march and you might feel that things do progress more in march as then saturn enters this shatabhishaj in aquarius and literally translates as 100 healers and it's one of those star signs that doesn't have a very clearly defined star like bright star like others Or some which have a few bright stars within this has a very um, many faint stars and so 100 healers you might say there's this kind of faintness about it one of the symbols of it is an empty circle and when you think about an empty circle they contain every everything all possibilities are contained within and this is again the unusual sign Aquarius and what we think of when we think about Aquarius is that you know how can this be true and that be true but like they are true they're both true and we're all in this together you know and that's what Aquarius is all about it's like how do I get by with a little help from my friends would be obviously one thing we could apply to this sign so Saturn moving into the Bishaj in March is an important transition in terms of uh, understanding that all of it can be true that we can take all of this and place it in the empty circle the empty circle though also has other connotations in terms of the dark sun Um, as it were because it's opposite Leo and this is one of the challenges we're going to see in a big way in 2023 or even more so in 2023 and that is the opposition between the people humanity gathering together combining forming a ring literally we've seen that in the past people holding hands as like around the world that kind of thing that's the energy of Shatabishaj opposite Leo which is like the leaders the people who want to govern and lead us And so we're gonna see this dynamic now, and this opposition between the people and governments, even more so. The other potential of that though, of course, is it's not just an opposition, but it's a kind of cooperation. It's like opposite each other, we're looking at each other now, we can dialogue, we can have a conversation, whereas previously Saturn in Capricorn was in like this in conjunct to Leo, and a very sort of um, fighting stance, you might say. So we've seen a lot of fighting, of course, around the world. So at least then they're kind of like, okay, let's just come around the table and discuss these things and how we can progress together, basically. So that's Saturn in Shadda This hundred healers also suggests that there could be a lot of new medicines, but also could suggest that there are other diseases that we're having to deal with and require more medicine. So that's another issue here with Saturn. And especially, like I said, the water-based uh, diseases or those kinds of things would be more of an issue because Shatabisha is ruled by Varuna, the god of the ocean. And so we're gonna see water issues, like I said, either water shortages, because Saturn tends to reduce things, creates problems, Uh, gets us to see the problem at least so that we can really deal with it and all of that so it will likely show water problems and water-based diseases that we have to deal with but again on the other side of that it could also show a lot of advancement in terms of dealing with these and coming up with cures and treatments and all of that so that's Saturn moving into um, Aquarius there are other themes of that of course as well though and that is this kind of sense of thinking about everybody, thinking about the everyday person, how we can help the everyday person. And so that would be a big theme as well moving forward in terms of um, some either civil rights acts, you know, things like that. I mean, literally the Civil Rights Act in 1964 came about when Saturn was in Aquarius. And that was when in the US it was made illegal to discriminate against someone based on their race, religion, sex or origin or the color of their skin. So that's an obvious Saturn in Aquarius kind of signification. So as Saturn comes around again we're going to see that likely. In the US as well we saw like um, segregation made illegal actually in 1964. There was also the Security Act and there was Medicare. I mean all of these things of course are tied in with Saturn planet of the everyday person, Aquarius, humanity, and this lunar mansion, Shad the Bishaj, which is all about healing. So quite obviously there's going to be a lot of advancements in healing, healthcare, and again thinking about everybody. How can everybody be helped out? I think that would be a major theme. Now the next time it came around, so that was 1964, in 1994 when Saturn was in Aquarius and in this Shad the Bishaj, we see a lot of developments in the world in terms of Another big theme I want to highlight here. As soon as Saturn goes into Aquarius, it aspects Mars's sign, Aries and Scorpio. In Vedic astrology, Saturn is said to have a third house aspect. So third sign away is Aries, 10th sign away is Scorpio. And so these are Mars's signs, so it's about war. So in 1994, the last time Saturn was in Aquarius, the IRA, the Irish Republican Army, announced a complete ceasefire. So there you go. That's a bit of hope for the future. And again, in terms of the Ukraine war and that situation, we might likely see a de-escalation of war. Because actually in 1994, Russia and China de-targeted their nuclear weapons. And the Russian army actually left Estonia, Germany and Latvia. So think about that. That means that we're likely to see a de-escalation in what's happening now in Ukraine. Now, having said that, it's likely to get worse before it gets better as i said earlier and that is because when saturn moves into aquarius it no longer aspects jupiter and pisces and jupiter and pisces then will actually then eventually move into aries itself the sign of war and conjoin rahu and uranus and uranus has been in aries since 2016 ramping all of this up now joined with rahu and jupiter which expands and expands and expands we're likely to see some issues here So Jupiter, first of all in Pisces though, is likely to see further inflation problems and flooding and all of that is another issue. I mentioned that in the forecast for 2022 as major issues of flooding and inflation that has come to pass. We're gonna see that continue in 2023 until it transits through Pisces until April. But as it's in Pisces that first few months, it's no longer aspected by Saturn from January to April, so inflation could really get out of hand. But another thing that could get out of hand, and I hesitate to say this, but let's hope that it's not one of the expressions of it, is that the de-escalation is only uh, come about through a huge increase and threat of nuclear war. Now, or whether we call it nuclear war or nuclear weapons being used, this is one of the problems with Jupiter combined with Neptune in Pisces. Because Neptune will actually return to Pisces in February as well. So we might say February to April is a really tense time to be mindful of this kind of further escalation. Whether it's in Ukraine, Russia, or whether it's in North Korea, wherever it might be, or the war situation that's potential here in China, Taiwan, we're gonna see an escalation but again that is likely then to lead to a de-escalation in the war because of saturn's ongoing influence then on aries it's just that there are so many planets coming into aries by may we have jupiter and uranus and rahu the north node and so we're going to see you know a lot of emphasis on the sign of war and that continues really throughout the year until the end of october when then finally rahu the north node the exaggerator the Uh, instigator in a way moves out of Aries by the end of October. So by the end of October we have Rahu move into Pisces and Ketu the south node move out of Libra into Virgo and that also is potentially more helpful in terms of the war situation and takes away that kind of exaggerated distorted sort of unreal situation going on. But then also we have to look at the opposite side of that as well with Ketu having transited Libra now and Libra is all about social life and also the economy and Venus related themes. As you know as we begin the year Mars is also moving through the other Venus sign retrograde for the first few weeks and continuing to transit through Taurus until March uh, we're seeing this is of course the supply chain problem and you know the basic comforts in life even not afforded many people over the winter so these things at least are moving on Mars moves on in March into Gemini and further and, and moves on but Mars is eventually going to meet with Ketu which has moved through the whole sign of Libra by the end of October and they can meet together so that is a bit of a problem there because what we've seen in the past is literally stock market crashes every you know time that Mars and Ketu, the south node, come together, but that is more especially potential here because of Ketu having moved through the sign of Libra for a year and a half and the, the economy and all of that going through what it's going through with Jupiter having moved into Aries at that point conjunct Rahu. So things are going to be shook In a major way in 2023 from the summer onwards in terms of the economy in terms of the war situation and how that has an impact on the economy and the markets and we're going to see likely an unreal situation in the summer build up build up build up and then kind of crash and that's when venus which is going to be retrograde also in the summer which just adds further complexity it retrogrades from july 23rd until September 4th so it goes back and over at this juncture between Leo and Cancer moves into Cancer then into Leo back into Cancer then back into Leo it's going back and over this juncture between Cancer and Leo which is itself you know a very volatile period in the summer in terms of the economy but it's then when it goes into Virgo by the end of the year it moves into Virgo on November 2nd and then conjoins Ketu the south node which has moved through Libra for a year and a half and then conjoins Mars and then by the time Venus joins Ketu it meets it by the exact degree on its exact degree of debilitation at 27 degrees of Virgo now that if that's not a signature for a market crash and a major downturn economically I don't know what is when combined with everything else that's going on throughout the year I just feel like this cannot be any other way and I would be very surprised if we didn't see major, major stock market crash, a major fallout in the economy by October, November. Um, so that's that sounds bleak, I know. But at the same time, I feel like it has to get worse before it gets better. And I think it will get better. I think there is a pocket in this decade where we'll see things progress. Um, and in a way, just like with the war situation, it has to get worse before it gets better. You know, it has to get worse before it gets better. So we have to kind of be mindful of that. And in our own lives as well, we have to think about how we can manage these transits in our own way. That's more helpful to us all. Um, A lot going on this year. I know that's a whiz around the Zodiac. I didn't want to spend too much on any great detail in any one of those. I wanted to give you an overview of 2023. If you would like to join me, though, for a more in-depth look at these transits and month by month and sign by sign, looking at the lunations each month, the new moon and full moon each month, the eclipses especially in Aries, Libra, and now moving also into Virgo, we have an eclipse in Virgo, and also sign by sign, because you're gonna then get more of a sense of actually how do all of these transits play out in my own life, then you can join me on January 1st, the very first day of the year I'm planning a Uh, Forecast and predictions for patrons. So if you're not a patron already go to TimelineAstrology.com and sign up You can also go to patreon.com forward slash timelineastrology And sign up and you don't just get these forecasts you get monthly forecasts you get daily reports in your inbox in your email and So much more you can see all the perks you get there for joining up for as little as five dollars a month Um, I hope you can join me and I hope you enjoyed that forecast for 2023, and I wish you all the very best for the year ahead. Okay, until next time.